Welcome to the Church Podcast, talking all things ministry to help you do church better. I'm your co-host, John Ronaldo, joined here as always by the one and only Chris Wesley for episode 101. We did it. We broke 100. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, for those of you who are listening for the first time, uh, this is episode 101. So there's plenty to catch up on. Um, but what's really exciting is last week uh, or last episode, depending on how when you're listening to this, uh, we went live on uh, the YM Transfer Facebook group, which is a little Facebook group that um, Marathon Youth Ministry runs uh, where we talk about practical uh, strategies and steps for youth ministers, DREs, um, and even uh, non, uh, you know, next generation focused people, uh, just a, a great place to collaborate and transfer ideas. Um, and John and I were just trying that out as an experiment to, uh, see if people would like it and, uh, we didn't announce it, but that's okay. We had a couple of people watch and it was a fun episode. Yeah, it was fun. And we hope to do that again. And, uh, I don't think right now we're going to do it on a regular basis, but every once in a while, I think we'll, we'll probably do a Facebook live episode. Um, so we can interact with you guys there. And so uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, and we'll definitely announce that in the future. But I think, Chris, that was a, a fun first experiment with it, doing that for episode 100. So thanks for leading the way to make that happen, because I honestly would not know how to do it at all. <laughs> no problem. I know. I, I pushed this out of that comfort zone. All right. But, uh, <laughs> you know, um, you know, some people might say that, like, putting stuff on uh, or thinking of something like that, um, last minute is a bad habit of mine, uh, definitely kind of last last minute. But uh, um, I like to say that thinking outside the box or being a little courageous too is a good habit. Um, and uh, that's what we want to talk about today. Are, well, not good habits, bad habits, but we want to talk about spiritual habits. Because when it comes to growing as a disciple of Jesus Christ, there are habits of a disciple of Jesus Christ. And whether it's in your faith formation, whether it's through the fabric of your parish um, or your ministry, I think it's important to identify what those spiritual habits are, what those habits that you want them to embrace, because uh, it brings a lot to what you're trying to do. It brings clarity. It um, brings consistency. And uh, let's just give one more C. It brings confidence. So uh, consistency, clarity, and, and confidence um, to the people in your parish. Um, and I know uh, I've dealt a lot with spiritual habits and, and, and sharing them um, in that language through uh, my book and, and my previous uh, place of employment. But John, why don't you uh, talk a little bit about uh, what your relationship is with spiritual habits in, in regards to your career and, and even personally, if you want to get personal. Yeah, absolutely. You know, this has been an interesting conversation I've been having with parishes and dioceses that I've worked with recently, uh, you know, in terms of spiritual habits. And, and, and this goes back to what, a little bit what we talked about episode 100 is one of the shifts that we're seeing in the church is this move away from education the strict definition of kind of like the head knowledge, right? Mm. To, to faith formation, right? And I had mentioned you started to see more people move away from the title of director of religious education to the title of director of faith formation, for instance, right. because it's more encompassing, um, you know, in terms of what we want to do with, with young people in particular. Um, but for me, this is interesting because we're, we're starting to get it. We're starting to have the language around it, but we haven't quite shift our practices yet. And, and the conversation I'm having is, is, is who do you want people to be at the end of your ministry year? What do I mean by that? You know, what, again, what are the habits? What, how, what does discipleship look like to you and, 
and, and answer that question first. And, and that's where I want to start with parishes now, because it's like, I want them to think about what the end product is. Because once you know what the end product is, meaning, you know, spiritually mature adults who are practicing their faith, right? You know, we need to name what that is, because then that determines our entire quote unquote curriculum. Mm -hmm. uh, for our, our programs, whether it's adult faith formation, whether it's children's uh, uh, faith formation, youth ministry, whatever it is. But I don't think we're having that conversation enough, Chris, in terms of who do we want people to become? I, I put on social media a handful of weeks ago, and I said, as church leaders, we spend more time thinking about what we want people to know versus who we want them to be and who we want them to know, who in that case with a capital W. Uh, and, and that's significant for me in terms of like, I want to help shape good people in the church, you know, who are disciples, right? And so it's not just about what they know, but it's about who they are becoming. And so that's really the conversation that we're going to have today is, yeah, we may name some of these spiritual habits, you know, that, that we should be considering. But also, Chris, I want to talk a little bit about what process we might put in place to start developing some of those ideas so that it can start shaping our ministry. Yeah, you know, I, I love the subject because I can't tell you how many times I've sat listening to a homily, and I don't want to just pick on priests or, or deacons, um, but how many times I've sat in a homily and been like, that's interesting, but how does that apply to my life, right? And um, when you talk about spiritual habits in your homily, when you um, talk about um, spiritual habits in, in different areas of your congregation, you're kind of answering that question, like, how does this apply to me? Um, because if you look, you know, one of the biggest sections in bookstores, the bookstores that are still around, um, are self-help, you know, uh, books or books on improvement. Um, John, you and I even talk about, you know, uh, leadership books and, and um, one of the reasons they attract us is because they talk about very attractive people uh, who uh, they're attractive because of these qualities, these habits that, they, that they've embraced. And we don't talk about that enough in church, um, what those spiritual habits are. And um, the way I got introduced to this uh, kind of concept of, you know, sharing spiritual habits was um, going to an evangelical conference and hearing a speaker talk about like, every time you speak to people, you want to tell them what they need to know, or what, what do you want them to know? You have to answer these three questions. Sorry. What do you want them to know? What do you want them to do? And how are you going to help them get there? Right. What do you want them to know? What do you want them to do? And how are you going to help them get there? And the answer to a lot of that comes down to these spiritual habits. And so um, I heard this at a conference uh, with a couple of coworkers and we went back and we, we sat down and we were like, all right, you know, in youth ministry, we're talking about these spiritual habits that we want teenagers to have. In children's ministry, we're talking about these spiritual habits that we want children to have. In our adult formation, we're talking about these spiritual habits that we want adults to have. How are they consistent through the life of the parish? Like it comes back to, again, like, like what you're saying, John, where, where are we trying to bring people? Who are we trying to... Um, how are we trying to shape them into the image of God or to follow Jesus Christ? And, and while there's endless amounts of ways that we can describe, you know, God and the character of Jesus Christ, I think we can narrow it down um, to a few and start investing in those habits so that we can create effective and dynamic disciples of Jesus Christ. I agree. And, I, and this is why I'm excited about this. And we'll delve into this. One last kind of introductory antidote here is um, 
you, oftentimes we talk about what success looks like in ministry, right? And so how do you define success? And part of the challenge of, of answering this question of success, Chris, is that we, it's hard to measure faith, right? It's like, how do I know what's happening internally in someone's heart and mind uh, when it comes to their faith? Well, you don't. What do you measure? You measure their habits, right? You know, mm-hmm. And so it's the habit that determine what the faith inside someone looks like. And now you have to be careful there not to be judgmental being based on their habits, obviously, but it's the habits that become the indicator of a converted, transformed life. Right. right? right. And that's why I think this is an important conversation to have. Not only does it develop your quote unquote curriculum for your, your faith formation programs, but it's also a way that you can define success in your parish in terms of the impact that you're having in parish ministry? Well, it's a way of creating a more holistic um, approach to ministry in your parish as well. If you just focus on education, you'll get to that one-eared mouse model all the time, create silos. But if you're looking at um, habits, it creates a holistic approach. So let's talk about, all right, how do we, how do we start with identifying the habits, right? Because that's the first step. We want to identify those spiritual habits. And as I mentioned before, John, there are endless amounts of habits that we could talk about. So how, how do you advise a parish that, that's looking at, at, at this uh, project? Well, I mean, first I ask them the question. Part of it is I don't want to answer it for them. I want mm-hmm. them to be able to come with it themselves. And part of that is is for them to own the process, right? That, that's right. just a practical strategy that, that we use at Paris Success Group in terms of them owning it. It's like, we want, we, I want to encourage them to have the conversation so that they can come up with it on their own. But, but I'll sit with an entire staff sometimes and say, okay, when you look at everything you're doing in your parish, what's your end product? What is your hope, right? What do you want people to be and do? And then I, then I, then I shut up quite honestly. You know, and, and listen and let them come up with some of those things. But that would be an incredible question to ask for an entire staff meeting, right? To get rid of the agenda for one staff meeting and just ask that question. It's like, what do we want people to become? What do we want them to do when they, quote unquote, finish going through our, our ministry programs? And then right. shut up and listen and see what people say. You know, it's interesting because I've, been a part of that now my as a, a youth minister but i've uh churches i've worked with before when i've asked that question that's a that's a challenge to answer that question because they'll get into like well we want someone who is authentic in their catholic faith all right what does that look like right, right. yeah so i think like when you come up if people come up with definitions like I, I think again authentic and catholic faith right we all agree we want them to be authentic now describe for me what that looks like and if, um, if you've never been able to do that before, it's so important to be able to answer that question because, um, John, I don't know if you've ever been in this experience before. I have friends who are not Christian, who are not Catholic, who have never walked into a church. And so when we talk about this stuff, it like saying to them, well, they're authentic Catholicism or, you know, being a, you know, intentional disciple, they have no clue what that, that means. Yeah. And so I think it's important to break that down. Uh, so yeah, another exercise that I do is um, I, I say to some of my clients, and, and we have an exercise like this uh, called um, "Who's That Teen in um, in the Marathon Youth Ministry Store," where um, you sit down and you imagine you're at a high school graduation for your for one of your students, and they're walking across the stage, and you're excited because you know that as they leave high school to go off to college in another state or another town. 
that they're going to be sharing and witnessing and, and, and bring Christ to that town. Um, I then say, okay, what makes you so confident? What are the things that have happened in their life? What are the habits or the tools um, that they have that make you confident that they're going to be able to evangelize and carry on their faith um, well beyond, uh, well beyond um, your influence um, in that regard? And, and so from that, different habits can emerge. Um, when we did this at Nativity, we came up with uh, we came up with five habits, and they actually um, spelled out um, the word steps. You know, and, and we talked about how we wanted people to take these steps. And so the habits that we developed were, um, you know, and I say develop like we came up with them. They're biblical. We didn't. We the habits that we came upon were uh, serving uh, in ministry mission, meaning that uh, a disciple of Jesus Christ is someone who's always serving inside the church, which was ministry, and outside the church, which was mission work. Uh, tithing and worship offering. So basically, uh, someone who uh, understands the, the biblical uh, and, and spiritual value of, of tithing and also you know um, almsgiving at the same time. Uh, e was for... Uh, you know, engaging in small groups, that spiritual habit we wanted were Christ-like relationships and fellowship. P was practicing the faith through sacraments, prayer, um, and, uh, and, and basically having sacramental living, a sacramental life in, in, in that regards. And then the last S was sharing your faith, um, sharing your faith by witnessing through investing and inviting in other people. And, and so we simplified it in that way. And we felt that that encompassed you know, all the different habits out there, but it made it simple. And that's the way that we started talking to our kids, our teenagers, our parents, our adults, everyone in the congregation. Yeah, I think that's really powerful. I actually think that's a really good summation of some of the key spiritual habits that we're looking for. Right. And so by all means, go ahead and steal that. Uh, yeah. but, but, but have the conversation with your staff before you kind of throw those out there. Because I, I, I just don't, I think those are really good. One of the conversations I've been having a lot, Chris, too, around this, and it's really connected with what you just said, but it's kind of more specific, is one of the spiritual habits I would look for from parents is how are they passing on the faith to their kids? Mm-hmm. You know, and so how are they doing it at home? How are they bringing faith at home? And so I want to develop in parents their confidence to have these conversations, to read the Bible, to do prayer uh, at home with their kids and with their families. And that's a conversation that, that, that I've been having a lot. It's like parents, that's a big one. Parents, 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 right? For years, we've been focusing in on parents. And, and I think as a church for years, we've kind of ill-equipped them, you know, to really pass on that faith to their kids. And so that would be a more specific spiritual habit that I'd love to to delve into and really empower and equip parents uh, to play that role because it's holding fast to the idea that we've said for years and years and years that parents are the primary educators of the faith. So let's take that seriously. So let's not have the parents depend on you, Chris, as a youth minister to give their teen all the faith stuff they need. No, we're a partner, right? And so you need to do some of this at home, parents, and I'm going to help you do that, right? Uh, And so the very fact that a parent would do some of this at home is a huge win, I think, in terms of some of these habits that we're looking for. Um, And again, specifically with parents. Yeah, you know, you bring up an interesting sort of point where, um, yeah, these are definitely habits that you can bring at home and, uh, and, and things that you can do a part of a home study. But there are like certain habits that 
you have to also be careful of, and I, I don't know if this is what you were talking about, John, really, but like you have to be careful about certain habits that can only hit certain age groups, you know, versus other, other age groups, you know, and uh, um, like, I think a good habit in just kind of pulling from your example of a family, right? Like we would love the habit of family, you know, catechesis or the habit of uh, family sacramental living. What is that? You, you have to be able to articulate what that looks like for a single person, you know, or um, an empty nester or someone that doesn't have that, 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 that typical like image of a family that might come to your mind when you're thinking of that. But, you know, you look at these other habits, um, you know, um, the ones that I mentioned, and those are something that can apply to someone no matter what season of life they're in. And you might be saying, well, a little kid can't tithe. Yeah, a little kid can tithe. My kids have money. Sometimes they have more money in their little piggy banks than we have in our bank account, but, uh, no, not really. But, um, but I mean, like, yeah, I, I think, uh, I think you also have to look at, um, that I think you also have to look at where is your, um, parish located? What's God, what's the mission that God has called you to? Because, um, service might be more of an, um, there might be more of an emphasis on service and ministry and outreach. Um, in your area, in your diocese, in your parish, then there might be at another church. And so maybe you want to break down the habits more there. Maybe it's, you know, mission and ministry are their own habits. Um, and some of the other ones get mixed up a little bit more together too. So like, don't be afraid to get specific. And that comes from knowing who your audience is. Yeah. Well, yeah, I agree with that. That's one of the first things we do when we consult with the parishes, we pull the data on the mm -hmm. parish so that they can accurately know who their audience really is. Um, because sometimes there's a difference between the general zip code, you know, that your parish is in versus who you're drawing in right. uh, as a registered parishioner. But, but you need to know, you need to know the data for your area. And so you can get that in lots of places in terms of census and whatnot. We don't need to go down that track, but I think knowing your community, knowing your audience is super important. Uh, kind of going back, Chris, a little bit is, is we talked about having this conversation with staff. I would say this is also something that you could do with your key volunteers as well, yeah. who are part of your, your ministry programs, right? Uh, and because I, I don't want this to just be a staff exercise, but I think this conversation needs to be passed on to all leaders in ministry at your parish, volunteers included, because they all have a role in this, right? As leaders mm -hmm. in the church, they're going to help make this happen. Obviously, not everything is dependent on the staff. And so who are those key volunteers that you're having a conversation? Quite honestly, I think this would be an excellent conversation to have at the pastoral council meeting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And even do like a, a little evaluation, self-evaluation on how you're doing with those things. And again, not to like say, I need to be a five, which would be like the best at all these things, but to help you focus on like maybe what you're lacking or where you need to, to focus. So um, this would be a great exercise, not just for the staff, but like you mentioned, parish council, um, your key volunteers, maybe even something you want to hand out in your formation programs or RCIA or, you know, uh, baptismal classes or um, you know, uh, training for sponsors to just say like, Hey, let's do a quick assessment. Um, here are spiritual habits that we value at this parish that we value as Catholics, um, on a scale of one to five, how do you feel like you're doing right now? And, and then afterwards say like, okay, here's how we can help you in this parish do that. And that's the beauty of spiritual habits. And that kind of, I, I feel like takes us to the next step. So it's like one developing the, the, the habits, Two, it's having that conversation with key people and understanding where they are. And then three, looking at the tools and resources in your 
in your church as well as your uh, as well as our Catholic faith that can help fuel and 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 uh, vitalize uh, those those spiritual habits, right? Um, so, like for one example, um, you know, just to use tithing as an example, we felt that um, a lot of people were lacking on that, and one of the things that we felt is because people. Um, we're in tithing is probably because they had money, money issues or issues with money. And so as a church, we started to provide um, financial, um, financial uh, planning classes. Um, you know, we, I think we got like the Dave Ramsey financial peace university um, curriculum, but we also started to like create ministries where uh, people in our parish who were financial planners, um, we give like free consultations with families who were in need and everything like that. And that was the way our parish was serving um, one another. Uh, the way that the church was being effective is that in order to help people embrace that spiritual habit of tithing, we were helping people with an obstacle that stood in the way, which was financial debt or, um, or just financial struggles or a, a lack of knowledge around budgeting. Yeah, I think that's really incredible. That, and that specific example, by the way, I think it's more common than you think in terms of a need. There's a parish I'm working with right now. We ran some data uh, for them. And what we discovered that even though this is a pretty wealthy area, their parishioners are pretty, pretty well off, that their number one anxiety was finances. Hmm. And, and that actually surprised some of the staff because they're like, really? I mean, these people do really well. Right. right. But they, they have anxiety. And so, so re- whether, whether you are poor parish, rich parish or anywhere in between, I think the reality of that specific example, I think is really key um, that this is a bigger need than, than we think. And, and, and when you go into doing something like financial peace university or compass Catholic ministry does a Catholic financial program that I just learned about, you know, that's not the goal is to not so that they can increase giving, even though that's a spiritual habit that we want. The goal really should be when you do that is we want people to to have a solid biblical and, and, and godly foundation of how money is used. And, and that's what you want, right? You want people to have right. a good understanding of money. I got a little specific there, but my point really was is, you know, just because it could increase giving, you know, which may be one of the spiritual habits, that that shouldn't be your main motive, right? You know, yeah, we want them to give more. Uh, but again, I think the money issue is something that's going to be common, quite honestly, almost anywhere you're at. And so as a parish, to be able to develop a ministry around that, my own parish here in Las Vegas started that just about a year ago. Right. Uh, they do Financial Peace University, and now we sound like a commercial for, for Dave Ramsey's. There's other programs out there, but I've gone through Financial Peace University. My wife and I thought it was great. It really it you know really changed us okay there's our testimony but i think the reality is a lot of parishes sponsored by uh, yeah i know they they should give us some money right but i think that's a reality for a lot of parishes financial management i think it's huge no yeah yeah yeah. and and to maybe get off the the money um uh example and to use something maybe uh for some people might view as as a little more spiritual um you know sacramental living right if if you want people to embrace sacramental living like what are um, you know what are the things that you're doing to to promote that? Are you um, introducing uh, um, adoration? Are you um, having bat? We we talked about this uh, a couple of episodes ago. Are you having baptism? You know, at mass where people can witness um, you know the sacraments as a part of of their worship. You know, uh, what are the things that you're giving families uh, you know to take home um, or individuals to take home to help them understand that. 
life and faith doesn't just happen on Sundays, but goes beyond and happens in the rest of the week. Are you doing a daily devotional, like, you know, where people sign up and receive it in their email or a text message? I mean, there are different things that you can do to increase that, that ongoing prayer life, ongoing sacramental living. Yeah, absolutely. So I think this is a really good conversation to be having because again, going back to the begin, the idea we shared at the beginning that this, sh- these spiritual habits should shape what your ministry looks like. Uh, and so, yeah, you know, we have curriculum set and we have knowledge based things that, that we know are kind of set. We want them to know, but I think we got to build in the idea of, of who we want them to be and who we want them to know in, in all of our faith formation programs and not just what we want them to know. And I think this is a good first step to start that conversation at the staff level uh, certainly with your volunteer base and also the pastoral council. I think those are the, the three key areas to start having this conversation with. Definitely. Definitely. All right. So uh, yeah, definitely have this conversation with your, with your, with your staff, start thinking about those spiritual habits and, and, you know, um, you know, who, who you feel like God is calling you to, 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 to mold and, and lead and uh, just uh you know, continue to go through that and share that with your volunteers, share that with your parish council. And then last preach about it, preach about it, talk about it, make it a part of your curriculum, your content, the things that you do as a parish and invest it in more of your life. And uh, you can definitely see, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll definitely start to see results because people will be uh, connected around a a common vision. And, uh, and it's a beautiful thing that happens. And I know it's impacted my life. I know John just shared some examples for his life, but definitely do not overlook spiritual habits. All right. Um, one habit we would love for all of you to take, and it's maybe not spiritual is to leave us reviews on iTunes or to visit our, uh, um, our page, um, the church podcast.org. Uh, if you want to learn more or listen to past, uh, uh, episodes definitely go to the churchpodcast.org or look for us on iTunes at the Church Podcast with John Ronaldo and Christopher Wesley. You can leave a review there, subscribe there, let us know how we're doing. John, if people want to connect with you or learn more about spiritual habits and how you can help them, where should they go? As always, check out parishsuccessgroup.com. You learn about all that we do there as well as connect with me on social media at John Ronaldo. Awesome. And you can find me at MarathonYouthMinistry.com or on social media, all things Marathon Youth Ministry or Chris R. Wesley. Uh, And uh, again, don't hesitate to reach out. If you got questions, if you've got comments or you have ideas, share them with us. We'd love to hear them. And John, uh, let's close this thing out with a spiritual habit of prayer. All right. And Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you so much for this time uh, with John to talk about church ministry, Lord, uh, but not just the practical side of it, Lord, but the ways that we can uh, introduce people uh, to you. Um, And that's done through different spiritual habits, Lord. And and there's so many uh, ways that we can connect with you, whether it's through the sacraments or tithing or service or, you know, engaging in Christ-like conversations, Lord. uh, When we engage in those spiritual habits, we know we're blessed. And so I pray that we continue to bless one another, Lord, by talking about you, but Lord, that you continue to bless us, that you continue to guide us and lead us closer to the joy, to the grace, to your love, Lord, that that never fails. Thank you for everything that you've given us. We love you in your name and pray. Amen. Father, Son,